The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What is up, everybody? We got a rainy day here in Atlanta in the studio, joined with the president of the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute, Mr. Chris Kaiser. How are you, sir? I'm good, Paul. How are you? Well, it's raining today, so we're not out there making money, but uh, what's it going? You're in Virginia, right? Yep, a little cool. I think we're going to have an early spring. I got daffodils up, dry here, but a little cool, but uh, I think we're a couple weeks ahead. Yeah, we'll take that. Thanks again to Almond Landscape for sponsoring today's show and How to Hardscape podcast and jobber we appreciate them making this possible so what's going on chris We've got a lot lot scheduled here see want to talk about some robotic mowers some smart technology y'all are headed to puerto rico huh lots of chat about today you bet for the summer I'm, this weekend i'm heading out to a piece up speaking to the dealer uh, distributor group okay um about trends and what's happening in the business talking about expo um obviously you hit it on the head autonomous stuff robotics etc um it's the big trend awesome so what's going on with all the robotic stuff i mean it's this technology is getting exciting it is, and it's it's a result of a number of things, right? So need, workforce is a huge problem for the business, It's but it's a problem border to border, coast to coast, whether it's restaurants, hotels, construction, you name it, landscape, uh, or manufacturing. There's just a tremendous challenge with uh, finding workers um, when you're at 3.5% un- you know, unemployment. Let me know if this squeaking gets too loud. My dog is laying here. I'm in the office. She's with me, but okay. she's got a new toy. That, uh, well, let well, me know if the squeaking starts no, to bother you. Welcome to the show. The dog's fine. She's still a pup. But on the workforce side of the equation, we really do think robotics may give um, landscapers and commercial operations and professional grounds care folks some relief. It's one of the reasons we have um, one of the guys at Michigan State who runs the general services sort of group. Uh, that university has gone all in on robotics um, and big commercial units. A lot of folks think robotics are going to, you know, battery. I think those small yard ones, they're very large commercial battery. I mean, the robotic units um, that you're seeing at college campuses, corporate mm-hmm. campuses um, to operate on their sports fields and other public spaces because they don't have bodies to do the windows and hallways and the outdoor stuff. Yeah. So what would be your advice? Most of our audience is lawn care professionals, landscapers. How can we capitalize on this? Do we start to try to get soccer fields and football fields and put a mower out there and let it go? Or what, what, what's, what should we be thinking how we can utilize this technology? Absolutely. Now, one of the, the challenges, the nice thing about a landscaper, they're professionals, right? They understand equipment. They understand the needs of the, the customer, whether it be a commercial operation, a business operation, or the homeowner. Um, it's going to be challenging as this technology begins to filter into the marketplace. The typical homeowner to buy a robotic unit, install it right with a ground wire or GPS or program it, what have you, is going to be a little challenging, right? right? And it's also at a significant price point where there may be an opportunity for the landscaper who may be sure to help is, you know, the underlying challenge, I think, for most landscapers is that mow, right? You got to mow every week. 
Um, and that means you got to trailer equipment. You got to have folks there. You know, you drive your equipment, get it off the trailer, mow. But if you've installed a robot and your job at that house is to maintenance that robot, um, respond to its calls for service, et cetera, install it, maintain it. Then you go back every two weeks or every three weeks with the trim and the blow and, and maybe some tree work. Um, it may give you some flexibility. Um, and that's where I think there's enormous opportunity. Uh, and depending on your, your clientele or uh, your corporate base, maybe there is an opportunity for a robotic unit or a quiet, maybe a battery unit at hotels and motels and nursing homes and hospitals, classrooms, the kind of places where quiet equipment may be able to be used at different hours or better hours for the commercial landscaper. Yeah, so you think this is here to stay? You, you think this is going to connect and, and just keep getting better? Or you think it's still risky? Oh, my what? goodness, yes. Yeah, I go to Expo, as you know, we own Expo and we go every year. So um, I remember a few years back and you saw one or two robots and they were just sort of a novelty item, right? But there's significant market share, significant penetration in Western Europe with robotics, and they've been accepted. Um, and that's the key here. When it becomes widespread, when there's widespread acceptance amongst consumers, and we certainly see that. We, we anticipate that with millennials. Uh, millennials have now started buying property, right? So millennials were the urban group. They're going to be downtown. But what happens in life is you, you get married, you have kids, you get a dog, and you get a yard. And we're seeing that now with millennials. But they have a different take on time and time management, et cetera. And so they may trend toward professional services or these sort of – we believe they'll more widely accept technology and technology products. Um, certainly, our industry is following the auto industries in many ways. Um, I have recently seen some manufacturers have been at companies where we're seeing not necessarily a fully autonomous unit, but – advanced technologies in support of the unit. So it may have cameras and that sort of thing mm. um, to keep you in a certain space, or there, there really are some technologies um, that may help improve safety and mowing for the commercial operator um, that are in the pipeline. And I think you'll see them on larger commercial, either remote controlled or robotic units. And the ones I've seen are gasoline. Mm. The only battery units I've seen are smaller units that's fascinating so and i've seen these at, at, at gie and then at echo actually was at an event they had and they they were showing us so they basically wire the perimeter of where the robotic mower is going to go and then you just let it go to town and it just works right. all day by itself and then i was like well what if someone just comes and picks it up two guys and steal it and they're like well it's got the gps in it so you'd know exactly where it's at you can find it. Now, that is that will be a challenge in the States, we think, um, for a while, right? Homeowners are going to think someone will steal this. But once it becomes pretty well known is that, like your iPhone, you can track it right. and it disables. And so once you take it away from its home base, its program base, the unit's worthless, right? Yeah. And so we – but it will be a challenge. I think a lot yeah. of folks will be concerned about the potentiality of theft. Yeah, that's what that was my biggest thing. I was like, well, if, if it's out in my dad's yard, you know, why is someone else not going to just come pick it up and put it in their yard? And they're like, well, it wouldn't work if that would happen. But you would have to, you know, you would have to go through a little bit of hassle to get it back. But I think it's great, you know, for I got a, other family members. They live on 35 acres. and they're, they're out there, you know, constantly mowing almost every day. And that's just going to be perfect for them to just set it up. Absolutely. And, it and, it, 
And some of the big units I've seen are golf course units, right? So you'll see a big, I mean, really big pieces of equipment that are autonomous. Now they're robotic, um, whether they're a fairway mower, et cetera, is uh, there will be an application then from the homeowner you just described, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my sister's got 22 acres of turf grass. I mean, we love that. I mean, she's got three Zs, but it takes a lot of time to mow 20 acres. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, As you well know. Oh, and so I, if yeah. the robot is doing it, um, and then, then she can you know do the fence lines and the tree work, et cetera, uh, less frequently. Again, we want to, obviously, our members want to provide to commercial folks and landscapers and homeowners equipment that fits them best, what solves the problem of the day. Absolutely. Well, coming up, I want to hear what's going on with Turf Mutt and uh, what any, any breaking news we got with uh, the GIE, getting pretty excited for that in October, and maybe hear a little bit about this Puerto Rico trip. We want to take a quick moment, though, and uh, hear from our sponsors. Are you interested in becoming a professional hardscaper? The How to Install Pavers 2.0 comprehensive guide will teach you everything you need to know, from site logistics to final paver install. Caleb Allman and his team focus on the installation knowledge of X excavation, base installation, compaction, and more, all to accepted guidelines. Allman Landscape has over 20 years of industry experience, and they reveal their best tips and secrets with over two hours of paver installation content. This video and their How to Install Retaining Wall Comprehensive Guide is available at howtoinstallpavers.net. That's howtoinstallpavers.net. What's happening, everyone? This is Mike from How to Hardscape to say that we are proud to be sponsoring the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. I am the host of the How to Hardscape Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you the most valuable content in the world of hardscaping, as we interview industry leaders and experts to talk on a wide variety of subjects that will help expand and master the services you offer to improve your business. You can learn more at How to Hardscape and find the resources that we have created there, including our budget and estimate spreadsheet that will help you know your numbers better and to ensure you are covering your expenses with every estimate sent out. Once again, that is howtohardscape.com. Hey guys, Paul here, and I want to tell you about how using the CRM Jobber has increased efficiency and organization in our business. I remember those days of chasing the checks, the old checks in the mail. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, and wasting time trying to collect those payments from our customers. Well, now that we use Jobber, we have our customers' cards on file and we get paid faster, a lot faster. Like immediately after the job's done, we charge the card or in some cases, we charge it the first of each month. Now this helps cash flow and it reduces a ton of stress. Jobber's offering a free trial. If you just want to try it out and see if it's a right fit for your business, we're going to leave that link in today's show's notes. Click on the link and just navigate Jobber and uh, check it out if it's the CRM for your company. Well, we are joined on the show today talking with President Chris Kaiser of the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. You run the whole show, the uh, GIE in October. What can you tell us as we're getting closer to that? Well, the event looks to be another big one. As you know, since 2011, this show's grown every year. Um, and 2019 was the largest show ever. Um, both we had about a million square feet um, of exhibit space. Uh, South Wing, North Wing, East Wing, Freedom Hall, and as you know, the 20 acres outdoors, which is the uh, the selling point for us for Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we'll celebrate 38 years in Louisville. Uh, we're off to a strong start. We're running ahead of last year, so we think um, we're looking at another strong show. 
very good response to our in-tree training. So remember, we took down a big 60-footer um, yeah. out in Cayfield Cemetery, put it on a flatbed, erected it in Freedom Hall. That was very well received. Um, because we had that tree and a lot of landscapers doing, doing drones now, we're now going to have the drone zone. We're going to incorporate drone training this year. And you can get a certificate. You can get a driver's license of the skies, if you will. Um, so we have folks coming down from Indiana State University, which has a degree program, a four-year college degree program in drones. I'm um, going to put on some programming. And so you can get a flying license. I'm, I know it's the wrong words, but you can get a certificate uh, to fly drones. We'll have drone training at Expo this year. We'll also have a UTV track. Uh, we listened to folks who are testing their UTVs out in their space, and they couldn't quite test them the way they wanted. And so we've agreed to put together a huge track uh, outdoors. So we'll have a UTV track. Uh, again, we're expanding our relationship with Hardscape. Uh, Hardscape North America, as you know, co-locates with us. Hardscape House last year, the uh, under hard roof, was a big success. They're doing some expansions. And so Hardscape is off to a good start. Um, it's going to be a terrific show. Big news on Expo, as you know, again, was the biggest show ever. But in 2022, uh, OPI, uh, we're going to change uh, the. We have a partners right with NALP, National Association of Landscape Professionals, and the Professional Ground Society folks. Right. We're going to continue with Professional Ground Society, but because landscapes downtown, their program. It had become very challenging with the size of Expo. For So we were hearing from landscapers, it's like, gosh, if we go to landscapes, we can't take that all in and take in all that as Expo. Could we do a better job of coordinating? So that's going to, the landscapes downtown will end in 2-2. They're going to do two more years. Okay. And then we're going to have better coordinated education and programming for landscapers and the commercial folks out at Expo. And we'll use the Crown Plaza out there as well as some other space. So we're we're beginning the programming now and the training now and the site preparation now to have a more integrated show for the attendee. Better programs, better landscape training, better certification at Expo and coordinated with our show hours. And so you'll start to see bits and pieces of that over the next two years as we begin to relaunch or plan the relaunch in 2020. 22. Okay. Now what's the news? Is, are we going to get free parking again? Or that was a big hit with everyone last year. That was a big hit. Literally. It's a, it's a big <laughs> check. We had to cut. Uh, Absolutely. That's going to go forward. That was a, as you've described to us, um, folks appreciated that and made it a lot easier to get in and out. Um, and so that's going to be, uh, on us going forward. So yes, free parking. Awesome. Well, a lot of people are excited for that. Louisville, Kentucky, October, October 21st, right? 21st through 23rd. Oh, gosh. I knew you'd probably say that. It's the uh, third week, yeah. Yeah, the third week. And it's always pretty good weather. It gets a little chilly at night. I'm from Atlanta. We, it's a little warmer down here. But uh, it's a beautiful fall there uh, in Kentucky. So what's going on with all the yep. dog stuff, turf mutt and all that? Well, I, I know you're a huge <laughs> passion about the dog. got the dog as a guest on the show today a little bit, I hear there. So what's going on with all that? right here, the new voice of turf mutt. Turf mutt was uh, the new turf mutt mulligan, mutt mulligan. Um, was adopted at Lucky's Mutt Madness. Now that national dog adoption event is held at Expo on Thursday during lunch in Freedom Hall. We got 15 dogs adopted last year. Who knows your yard best? Your dog. And so it, Turf Mutt as a programmatic element in the education space. Remember, Turf Mutt's a cartoon, teaches kids about the outdoors, the importance of the managed landscape, um, and how important that space is, you know, 
that green space takes care of us, right? We take care of it. It takes care of us, stress relief, anxiety, et cetera. But who knows your bar yard best, your dog. And so us using a real dog behind the cartoon character has been extraordinarily successful. We've reached 70 million kids, teachers, and families. Wow. Yeah. We're with Scholastic. We're at the United States Green Building Council, the EPA, Fish and Wildlife, you name it. So our program has really grown. Our board of directors created the Turf Mutt at its 10-year anniversary because of the success of the program. We created the Turf Mutt Foundation. And actually, we had a meeting this morning with a big communication shop uh, out of New York City and Los Angeles um, that's helping us do some video work and some uh, visual stuff with Turf Mud as it goes to the next level. Uh, you know, Turf Mud did some TV, and so uh, Turf Mud continues to grow and expand. It's a big success for OPEI, and the new voice of Turf Mud, uh, God love her, she's an adorable dog, uh, is laying right here because there's a real dog behind the program, and it helps make it sticky. So Mud Mulligan is in training uh, to be to be the voice of turf mutt and so far so good well now does does mutt mulligan live at your house or where, where does she live when she's not in your office she does she's my dog and the original turf mutt lucky the turf mutt uh, was my dog as well uh, i had him 14 years and he passed literally here at the office a week before his 10-year anniversary and his photography session for the 10-year anniversary of turf mutt oh well, so, sorry um, for your loss and That's so a... i appreciate that but he had a, a tremendous life he uh got tv programs public service announcements the discovery channel animal planet he got us to where we needed to be he was the the founding dog if you will but uh, we're very proud of mulligan she's uh <laughs> she's not quite as fast as he is she's a little stumpier okay um, what kind she's of a dog deer herder, is, though okay what kind of dog is mulligan she, as the name would suggest, she's a she's a mutt. Okay. Um, not quite sure. Uh, so you'll start to see some images of her uh, pretty soon, and uh, I'd love for you to tell me what you think she is. Okay. Looking forward to that. Now, what's uh, this Puerto Rico? I see that you guys were out in Utah last year, right? For we the- were. We were in Park City, um, beautiful spot. Um, but we we got some terrific rates down in San Juan as hotel properties were coming out of the Hurricane Maria situation. So one of the great properties in East Liberty in San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, was coming back online. They were offering introductory rates. And so we scored a terrific rate at a beautiful property, uh, literally across the street from the airport. It's a four-minute ride. Um, and so our next annual meeting, OPIs, it'll be our 68th, I think. Um, no, 70th. Hell, I can't remember. 68. That's a lot. Um yeah. It's a lot. I haven't been here for all of them, but the, um, the, the website says it's 68. going to be in San Juan. Yeah, I'm looking at that. That resort looks awesome. You got real. It's nice a beautiful location. spot. Great price point. We have, and because we've saved a lot of money on the hotel and the rooms, we've got some terrific speakers coming down. Um, so it looks to be a great meeting. So if you're an equipment maker and you're listening to this, and you're a member of OPI, you need to be at that annual meeting. Um, I just lined up actually the speaker for Expo. Admiral James Stavridis, the only four-star naval admiral uh, operating chief over at the Carlisle Group, private equity. Very, very smart guy. So we really are stepping up our speaker series at Expo. You may remember we had Bob Ballard and then the the wingman Waldo. And and this next year, we're going to have Admiral Stavridis, um, former dean of the Fletcher School. So really, you know, America in this global situation in the global economy. Uh, we're very excited about our speaker series at Expo for this year. 
Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it. He's Chris Kaiser, president of the OPEI. We appreciate your time today and definitely hope we can get you back on before GIE and we'll really uh, have a little pep rally for that. I know that's kind of the, the highlight of the year for us lawn care landscape professionals. It's a it's a big family reunion. That's that's kind of how we all kind of discuss it. And uh, you're you're in charge. So, you know, we, we love to hear what's going on behind the scenes. And we say thank you to you, Chris, for everything you guys do throughout the year to, to make that such an excellent event. And uh, we really enjoy going every year. Well, back at you, Paul. We appreciate all that you do and uh, you're helping us. And we want to listen. We want to hear your suggestions and ideas uh, because you're the attendee. You're the audience. We need to uh, please. And so let us know your thoughts. Awesome. Well, you, you're coming through. We said free parking and you, you're, you're getting it again this year. So well done. <laughs> Okay. All right. Have a good uh, good week, Chris, and we'll be in touch, my friend. Thank you, Paul. See ya. See ya. Bye. Always a good time catching up with Chris Kaiser, the president, El Presidente, and uh, appreciate everything he does for our industry. Get you pumped up, though, for GIE. We still got a long way to go. Although, if you're listening to this podcast in a different time of the year, maybe we're a lot closer. Uh, you definitely want to put that on your calendar every single year, third week in October. It's uh, definitely worth the trip to Louisville, Kentucky. I know folks come in from all over the world. John Ryan, I met him last year. I mean, I knew him from the internet, but he was there from Ireland and folks coming in from all across, you know, North America. And pretty, you know, pretty much you walk around the parking lot at GIE and you're looking at the license plates. And I mean, there's Texas, Louisiana, Florida, you know, Virginia's and, and New York and, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, Ohio, the whole, I'm not going to name all, all the states. But uh, you, you see basically all the license plates. I don't know if I saw any Alaskas. Uh, I don't know how much lawn care they do up there with all that snow. And obviously, you ain't going to get your Hawaii car over there. But other than that, you pretty much see all the states. It's it's really exciting uh, what's going on with that. Hey, thanks again, Caleb Allman, for sponsoring today's show. Guys, Caleb's put together those incredible comprehensive guides to teach all the industry standards of being a professional hardscaper, whether you want to do retaining walls the correct way or um, stone, pavio, stone patio paver setups. He'll train you how to do that. And uh, his DVDs are, have been upgraded to actual videos. You just go purchase it, $99 online, and you can download the video immediately. Uh, make yourself a hot cup of coffee or go to Starbucks or Dunkin' and, uh, or wherever you go. I, I don't know. <laughs> I was out in California. They have something called Pete's, Pete's Coffee out there. So go wherever, get your cup of coffee. Uh, you know, sit back and uh, watch Caleb teach how to hardscape. Speaking of how to hardscape, thanks to Mike Pletz from Toronto, Canada. He has a new podcast out teaching us how to hardscape. He interviews folks like Stanley Genetic and myself <laughs> and others. I don't. I actually talked about lawn care landscaping on the Hard to Hardscape podcast, but um, obviously there's principles in business that cross over whether you're a landscaper or a hardscaper. Um, it's just the crafts what's different whether you're putting in plants or you're putting in retaining walls. But uh, great chatting with him. And I want to, he's sponsoring our show, wants to bring some traffic to his show. So make sure you smash that subscribe button for our buddy, Mike Pletz. It's called How to Hardscape Podcast. And uh, he does an excellent job up there in Canada. And speaking of Canada, thanks to the CRM that we use, Jobber. They're good old Canadian folks. Uh, Molly, if you're listening, congratulations. We saw Molly. She was uh, We interviewed her Several episodes back, and I, I asked her, when you when are you going to finally tie the knot there? And she's like, 2020, and I saw on Instagram her and her husband got married in Hawaii. How about that? That's on my bucket list one day. Well, yeah, to get married <laughs> and to go to Hawaii. So both of those. 
on the vision board. We got a big vision board here in the a big vision board in our studio, and uh, I'll probably have to add those too because uh, we write down our visions for the future and our dreams, and then you see it every day, and it just you program your mind. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna accomplish that goal. So, congrats to you, Molly. And uh, thanks to all these sponsors. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, you guys have been asking me about them as well. well. We'll throw their link in today's show's notes. If you want to increase profits in your business, Megan and Joey, uh, they have a bookkeeping company. They'll take care of all your financials and, and, and formulate all those for you and really go over your numbers and come up with strategies and game plans of how to increase profit in business, how to grow your business wisely. And... Um, profitably so it's a it's a really cool um service that they're offering and they'll actually chat with you for 15 minutes for free to kind of go over the program go over your business and uh, see what's the best fit how they can help you so thanks for listening uh to today's show we are gonna uh, go off here on a little send off with how you can support the green industry podcast well guys we are having a blast creating the green industry podcast whether we're on the road somewhere we're back in atlanta in the studio we give our best effort to create the highest quality value-packed show that we possibly can and we certainly appreciate you taking the time to listen now there are a couple ways you can support the show and we certainly appreciate it number one is to leave a rating and review in itunes we are so thankful to everyone who's taken the time to go and drop however many stars you think the show's worth it's a five-star system so obviously five stars is the best but whatever you honestly uh, think the show's worth we would appreciate that and then drop a sentence or two just a quick comment this feedback helps us structure the shows in the future and it really means a lot uh, in the itunes world so if you could please drop us a rating and review and if you've already done so we want to say thank you and another way you can support the show is by sharing 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 word of mouth referrals as we discussed on the show are so powerful and so when you take a quick moment to share the show to your instagram story or whatever social media platform you you use it means so much to us we appreciate everybody who does this and if you've been blessed by the show we want to encourage you to share 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 it helps us so much so thanks for listening we are just warming up this has been a lot of fun and uh, please drop a rating and review and share the show thank you